0: Eine Frage. Wie schnell war der Aufschlag? 150 km/h. Wie lang war der Drive?
1: 229 Meter.
0: Wie lange hast du geschlafen? Oh, 7 Stunden 54
1: Minuten. Letzte Frage.
0: Trainierst du deinen Körper und deinen Geist mit der
2: Achtsamkeit?
1: Ja, genau das mache ich.
2: Wir alle haben Fragen. Und die neue Apple Watch Series 7 hat die Antworten. Auf dem bisher größten und fortschrittlichsten Display. Die Zukunft der Gesundheit am Handgelenk. Lieferengpässe möglich. Erfordert ein iPhone 6S oder neuer App aus dem App Store. Abo erforderlich.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo King's Meadow, the podcast that focuses on our wonderful Chelsea women's team. I'm your host Dean and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Jane. Jane, how are you doing this week?
3: I'm good, thank you Dean. How are you?
0: I'm very well, very excited for the new WSL season, which is just days away. Um, The first game is this upcoming Sunday against Arsenal at the Emirates Stadium. Uh, To help us preview the game, we're joined by Kerry Evans from the Chelsea Women's Supporters Group. Kerry, how are you doing?
3: I'm good. Thanks. Thanks
0: for having me again. Always a pleasure to see you back on the show. Um, we'll also be joined by Tim Stillman from Ask Blog News to give us the opposition view ahead of what is a truly mouthwatering clash. Uh, but before we get started, Jane, why don't you tell the listeners some things they might need to know?
3: So we've got three things that we think you should subscribe to. Your life will definitely be better. Be indefinite. In- Infinitely. I can't even speak. <laughs> infinitely better the first is our patreon this is a small don. this small donation helps us to continue producing the show and bringing you the content you love the second is discord this is where we chat on match days and share our thoughts and ideas on the team the third is our free weekly newsletter on chelsea on the chelsea women's team you can get a copy straight into your inbox every wednesday and the final thing is our fantasy football league in association with she plays oz Use the code WTMKCFC to join our league where the winner will receive the signed Chelsea Women's shirt thanks to our friends at Free UK. The links to all of these will be in the description of this
0: episode. Thank you, Jane. I just want to mention um, as well, Mia Erickson is launching her own podcast, which is going to be some interviews with some players uh, from sort of Sweden and that part of the world about their sort of careers and stuff. So... I can't remember the name of it. I think it's their game. Is it their badly. pitch? Their pitch, that's it. There's something. Go to Mia's page, you'll find it. Uh, but yeah, follow them before they get started. Um, now, as I said, the 2021-22 WCL season kicks off on Friday night, but Chelsea supporters must wait until Sunday till they face Arsenal at the Emirates Stadium. Uh, Kerry, you'll be there. How excited are you to get back to competitive football and watching Chelsea again?
1: Oh, I can't
0: wait. I'm buzzing for it. Life is going back to normal. Yeah, Jane, I saw you and a few others went down to Crystal Palace last weekend to see Aggie Beaver-Jones and Emily Orman were there, obviously playing for Bristol City and Crystal Palace. Uh, He was at the Villa Friendly where Carly Telford gave you a shirt, but there's nothing quite like a a proper match, is there?
3: No, I can't wait. I think watching the Palace game was... You could tell it was a lot more competitive than watching Chelsea play on Friday. I felt that it was more like I don't know. I felt there was more excitement watching Palace versus Bristol than there was watching Chelsea versus Villa because obviously it was their opening game of the season. So obviously they're going for it all. Whereas watching a friendly is a friendly. So I'll be honest, I preferred watching the <laughs> Palace versus Bristol game. It was a
0: good score, wasn't it? A 4 3 or 3 2?
3: Yeah. Palace went 2-0 up in, like, 20 minutes, something like that. And then it ended 4-3. Oh. Bristol did deserve, actually, to get the draw. And Aggie Beaver-Jones' goal was very good.
0: Yeah, she scored a goal, which is great to see. I remember doing our loan reports last season with um, Emily Murphy and Jamie Dapier, and they didn't really do anything, like, for the whole season. It's a bit like I said, Birmingham played and they lost, and that was it. But hopefully this year we'll have some uh, positive loan reports, uh, Kerry, looking back at Chelsea, and what are your expectations ahead of this season? Are you expecting them to win the league again?
3: Uh,
1: I never have expectations because then I can't get disappointed,
0: so
1: we, we just hope for the best. See, I'm
0: the only opposite I hope for the worst, and then if we beat it, then I'm happy, and if we don't, I say, Oh, I knew that was going to happen anyway, yeah, Jane. You know I've been a bit concerned about sort of potential slow starts of the season given so many players have been away at the Olympics and as a result there's not much pre-season for them. Uh, it might take sort of a few weeks before we see the proper Chelsea. Are you worried at all going into this opening game that we're just a couple of weeks behind Arsenal who have played fixtures?
3: I'm not worried at all really. I think with the way we played Friday, obviously I think it was like 70 minutes or something, we changed our whole squad around. And for like a team to be able to do that, I feel like we've not actually got to worry. Like even like Sam Kerr, who people are like, oh, she's not been in training, all that, she still came out and played really well. So although we've only played a few pre-season friendlies, I don't think we've got to worry on Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's a good point, Kerry. I suppose if you look at the likes of you know, Harder, Bethany England, grew Right, and you know, they've not been away, they've been at preseason. And they would walk into pretty much any team in the WSL. So you know, we've got the quality still, haven't we?
1: Yeah, she said, like it'd be good. That it'd be good for them to have the whole season all fresh for the for the new season. Like, cause we have had a lot of players out on this national duty.
0: Yeah, Jane. Defensively, sort of Magda and the new and Anik Nguyen have come back slightly earlier than Billy Bright. But what are you expecting defensively? Two at the back, three at the back. Who's going to play? What's
3: Emma going to do? Who knows what Emma's going to do? <laughs> I just, I think she will play. It's tough because when um, Anik came on on Friday, obviously Millie Bright was subbed off. So she played alongside Magda. So it's, I don't I feel like Emma would still want to start Millie and Magda together. But I feel like she'll probably play a back four most of the time.
0: Yeah, Kerry. Obviously, we've seen Chelsea use a back three in pre-season. Um, I didn't get to see the game against Villa. What did what formation did Emma use in that game? Did it switch?
1: I think I read it switched three times. It was very hard to tell what their formation was because it wasn't a great game. So you couldn't really, if they were playing free in the back, there was no wingers uh, like going down the wings. But I do think they did start. I think it was sort of more like a four-three-three-one. At the it's sort at of like play where you players.
3: want, <laughs> yeah. It, Everyone seemed yeah. to play wherever. Yeah, but there, was was down, times, there was a few times.
2: There was a few times
3: when Yona came on. There was a few times she was playing up front. I was like, "Well, what's she doing that far forward? She should be further back." And so
1: was Georgia Fox when she came on. Yeah, so that's where I think that's why it was a free at the back when in the seventieth minute or wherever it was when they all came on.
3: Yeah, it could have been.
0: Yeah, they did play that way against Rangers. Um, Kerry, what are you expecting for the, the, the back central partnership? Do you think that's going to be Magda and, and Millie as it has been? Or, I know Emma spoke highly of uh, Anik so far. Do you think she's got a chance at the start?
1: I mean, Emma does like to throw a curveball in the situation, but I would, you would have thought generally it will be them too, or well, Millie and Magda, because they know each other so well.
0: Yeah, Jim, what about attack-wise? Obviously, Kirby and Kerr both at the Olympics, they were sort of the big guns last season. Do you think they're going to get straight back in or the players that have been there, like uh, Guru Wright and Beth in England, are going to start because they've been at pre-season and earned that for their performances?
3: I would like to see the likes of Beth start more just because she's obviously had this whole pre-season and where the likes of Fran and Sam haven't had... As long, but I feel like they will end up playing most games together just because of their partnership and how well they play along alongside each other.
0: Yeah, obviously we're going to try and predict the team at the end uh, once we've spoken to Tim from Asplog News. Um, Kerry, the game at the Emirates does that have an impact on on the match? Do you think, given it's not a, sort of the boring wood ground that Arsenal are used to, is a bigger pitch? Will that have an impact at all?
1: I think it it will have an impact in this, with the noise because with Boreham Woods, everyone walks around. But I think they've only opened up one stand. So you're only going to get noise from one side of the pitch.
0: Yeah, that could obviously have... And there's no reserve seating, is there? So is there reserve seating or do you have to...
1: Yeah, no, yeah, to they're, all, they're, all, they're reserve seats.
0: But they're not in a away section, is there? So no. if the ball tickets could be one end of the stand to the other end mm-hmm. of Chelsea supporters Jane obviously you said you'll be there um, what sort of plans is there for the supporters group and sort of meetups in case anyone's listening and going
3: um, well obviously this we post on the supporters group what sort of block to buy their tickets so we can all be together and I think we'll just sort of meet everyone inside the stadium or even outside the stadium before everyone goes in so it'd be nice to see everyone and be back at proper football
0: yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you're both looking forward to it immensely. Um, and check out our social media platforms where James is going to post some stuff, I'm sure, I assume. And I will. I'll tag
3: you. And she gets home. Whatever I tag on my stories, I'll make sure I... Whatever I post on my stories, I'll make sure I tag the podcast account so that everyone else can see it.
0: Yeah, that is uh, at went to medal on Instagram, at medal on Twitter. Uh, We're going to take a short break here while we introduce... Tim to the show from Arsenal News, and going to give us the opposition view and what to expect of Arsenal on Sunday. Um, so join us after this short break.
2: Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. F-
0: Welcome back to Kings Meadow, the Arsenal preview show. And I'm delighted to welcome Tim Stillman from Arsenal News to the show to give us the opposition view. Uh, Tim, thanks for joining us.
2: My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's a, our pleasure. Is, it's all one us, really. Um, we're just starting out and obviously you're very um, experienced in the game of women's football and one of the big sort of Arsenal pages. So i um, delighted you said yes to small guys like us.
2: <laughs> absolutely no problem I, I always love the opportunity to talk Arsenal women so yeah difficult for me to turn down even on a busy day like today
0: yeah I suppose rather than the men's team is a, is a positive for Arsenal fans right now and it, it's a positive time around Arsenal isn't it um you know new coach Jones uh, new signs as well what's what's the mood like around the team supporters what sort of they're expecting this year from the team
2: yeah, sure. So the mood was already quite good with some of the summer transfer business with players like Nikita Paris, Mana Iwabuchi has really impressed in these Champions League games. Frieda Marnham as well, really, really top young player. Um, so the mood was already quite good. Things had gone a little bit stale um, under Joe Montemoro, and there were a couple of big problems with the team he just couldn't solve. Uh, one of them, namely the record against Chelsea, quite frankly so with a new coach there always comes a little bit of optimism but you know as as uh, we record this news broke this afternoon of of Tobin Heath signing for Arsenal which uh, w- which is um which is right I, and i'm told that will be announced uh, probably on friday um so that's that's kind of sent things into the stratosphere a little bit in terms of the excitement um around arsenal women not not entirely sure where she fits into the team to be honest but in terms of excitement, that's that's really generated a lot of excitement, uh, particularly among uh, US-based Arsenal fans. So, yeah, there, there is a real feeling of, of cautious optimism. And I, I think Arsenal fans every year expect to challenge for the league title. Don't necessarily expect to win it, but definitely expect to challenge. They should have challenged last year and they didn't. They had the talent to challenge and they didn't. So I think there's a, there's some optimism that they can they can put up a better show this time.
0: Yeah, you mentioned I think the new signings, sort of some impressive names, but you've lost some good players as well, and Joel uh Leonie Meyer, Ruby Mason, Daniel Van der Donk. Sort of where do you see this squad compared to last year? Have the signings done enough to improve you to challenge, or do you think losing those key players levels you out a
2: bit? So I I do think it's improved. Um, DVD is a a big loss because she's she's well-loved at Arsenal um, for very good reason. Completely understand why she wanted to take on a new challenge. She's 30 now and uh, I spoke to her a couple of months ago and she wants to go and win the Champions League. And this is probably her last chance to go to a team who really, really will challenge to do that. Albeit they had a, a tricky time in their qualifier the other night. Giraud, um I don't think is a huge loss for Arsenal, not because she's not a good player, but she just didn't ever really fit in the Arsenal team. And she took up similar positions to Vivian Miedema and Miedema's kind of assists. Um, they went down a bit last season and, and, and actually so did her goals as well. And that's, that's not because Giroud's a bad player. It's just I don't think she was ever a great fit. And Leonie Meyer was, was the third choice right back, really. The, the one that stung Arsenal fans the most was Ruby Mace. Um, and not because of anything she'd done yet, but she looks a really big player for the future. And obviously it was quite concerning for a lot of Arsenal fans to hear that she saw a better future at Manchester City. Again, looking at it, Man City are lighter on centre-halves than Arsenal are. So if you look at it in the cold light of day, it it kind of makes sense as a decision for her if she sees herself as a centre-half. There probably are more opportunities at City than Arsenal. But with, um, with the signings that have come in, I, I do think that the Arsenal looks stronger. It's just a case of, um, of balancing it all now.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with that assessment. It's nice to have it ratified by somebody that watches Arsenal and knows what they're talking about. Um, you've played a few competitive fixtures already with the Champions League qualifiers. What are the main things you've noticed under the new manager in the way that Arsenal are playing, probably compared to last season?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's different. Um, Jonas Eideval, he's much more about Um, counter-pressing. Actually, slightly more the style you see under Emma Hayes at Chelsea. It's much more about getting the ball forward more quickly and not worrying about whether your forward pass hits its target or not quite as much because that's seen as an opportunity to counter-press and Arsenal have been much, much more intense in that high press. And they've got good players that can do that um, and good players who can kind of benefit from that broken play. Um, so that's, that's a really, really big difference. That, that's the main difference, really. And Jonas has said as well that he wants to see Arsenal score more goals from crosses, more goals from set-pieces, I think more ugly goals which you didn't get as much under Joe. So I, I spoke to him after um, the game against Soxed Pez of Kazakhstan and Arsenal won 4-0 and he kind of said, yeah, but all four goals were like nice passing moves where every pass had to come off and that's great, but we can't do that all the time. We need to be able to score from set pieces, corners, crosses and things like that. So I think he wants to develop Arsenal's resilience, certainly physically, but I think he wants to see them score Some slightly uglier goals as well, which um, personally I'm really enthused about.
0: Yeah, we call it tap tap boom for for Chelsea style. If if yeah, yourself uh, for Arsenal from now on. Um, What am I looking at there? When I was speaking to somebody about sort of this game, Arsenal Chelsea, and they mentioned sort of that counter pressing, and they likened Arsenal. They're going to give Chelsea the game that Wolfsburg gave them in the first leg with the Champions League last season, where lots of crosses into the box and trying to hurt Chelsea that way. They didn't take their chances that day. But is that something you think is going to be similar? Lots of uh, play down the flanks to try and get at Chelsea?
2: Yeah, I I think so. That was something that Arsenal did on Tuesday night. They went down the flanks a lot more. Um, Well, they went down the flanks a lot with Joe, but it wasn't about crossing. It was about cutbacks and things like that. Um, With the wide players that Arsenal have in the likes of Nikita Paris, Beth Mead, uh, Katie McCabe has been playing on the left wing again this year they've got players who can deliver into the area and in Freedom Arnhem they've got a midfielder now who really likes to attack the box so I, I do see them trying to do that and if Chelsea have any sort of weakness it might be in the full-back area um, n- not so much Magdalena Ericsson but um, yeah it, it, it's I know that Chelsea when they played some of the bigger teams. I know Manchester City exposed them a little bit in the fullback areas, although in Lauren Hemp and Chloe Kelly, I think Man City exposed everyone in the fullback areas, but I, I think that's probably going to be Arsenal's best bet on Sunday, so I can see that happening, yes. Yeah,
0: fullback one of the areas that Chelsea fans thought we might improve this summer and hasn't proven to be the case. We were speaking earlier about Chelsea sort of being perhaps a few weeks away from being fully fit because of their Olympic sort of Uh, contributions from some of their players, Arsenal really sort of playing competitive fixtures. Do you think they're at an advantage because they're going to be further ahead in terms of their physical fitness ahead of this one?
2: Physically, they should be. Yes. Um, I, I spoke to Anna Patton earlier today and asked her this exact question. And she said that that's definitely something they want to take into the game and they want to feel like that's an advantage. Whether it's still an advantage in November, December, January, we'll see. Because, yeah, we had nine players at the Olympics as well who had no time off, went straight back into qualifiers. Um, but for this game, it might give them a bit of an edge. I would say that potentially that edge might be balanced out by the fact that the game's not being played at Meadow Park. And although Emirates Stadium is Arsenal Stadium, it's not Arsenal Women's Stadium. which And it brings a slightly more neutral ground vibe Uh, to proceedings and I know Chelsea would have seen that a couple of seasons ago when they played Spurs and you know won the game 1-0 but um, usually Chelsea would beat a team like Spurs more I I think if that game had been at Kings Meadow that would have been 3 or 4-0 so you do lose something a little bit when you kind of take the game away from the stadium that they're all familiar with Um, but I do think that physically they should have a bit of an edge but I do think those two factors probably balance out
0: yeah, something that Kerry mentioned earlier actually about the atmosphere changing because of only one stand being open. and There's not sort of people all around the pitch. Looking more specifically at Arsenal, then so what formation is he you, you going to pick? Which players are likely to be most important to Arsenal against Chelsea?
2: Yeah, yeah sure. So um, Jonas is actually a big fan of rotation. Um, so it, it's kind of difficult to really tell um, which team he'll go for, but he's gone mainly for a four-two-three-one. Um, during the kind of during the Champions League games and in the pre-season friendlies, which is a slight departure from the 4-3-3 that we mainly saw under Joe Montemoro. So, uh, Leah Volti actually hasn't started any of those games. She will be fit to start on Sunday and I'm certain she will start. We will not play Chelsea, I think, with a double pivot of Kim Little and Frieda Marnham. I think it's much more likely to be a double pivot of Kim Little and Leah Volti. Um, in front of the defence and uh, probably Mane Oubuchi in the number 10 ahead of her. Obviously, we'll start Vivian Meadema up front. She was rested on Tuesday night. Um, And then in the wide areas, it's really anyone's guess because Arsenal have got five, probably four, five... Well, once you throw Tobin Heath in, she won't be ready for Sunday, but they've got five, six players who can play in those wide positions. And I think Arsenal will rotate them game to game all season. Um so it'd be interesting, although Beth Mead didn't start on Tuesday, so that might suggest that she'll start on the right hand side and then on the left it could either be Katie McCabe or Caitlin Ford. For for Arsenal, really key player in this game will be Manuel Bucci. Um I think she's just got that she's just got that speed of play that we haven't quite had in these Chelsea games. Um, you know, she's got that ability to pick a pass really, really quickly that no one else has seen. Um and then at centre back again it's kind of take a number. Arsenal have got six centre backs this season. Um Leah Williamson, I think, will always be a first choice pick, but I think her partner will rotate a lot. Um so it remains to be seen who who that's gonna be and who's gonna play at left back between Steph Catley and Katie McCabe. Arsenal have got a lot of options for this game, but a key, two key players I'd say Leah Volti in front of that defence, that's gonna be really key. And um, Manuel Ibucci as well, and um, particularly trying to pick up on transitions and and play those quick balls in behind to Vivian Medema.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to be the key battles against probably a harder in in Chelsea's number ten role. Then I'm going to say Aaron Cuthbert going into that midfield role there to try and to be that pace around Ibucci, who's linked really well with Medema, actually from what I've seen. Looking at Arsenal as a, as a whole, just quickly before we finish, sort of they've. Seen some good investment this summer, the playing at the Emirates, is there a sense that the clubs moving back towards sort of the top of the game where they sort of have seen that dominance ended by Chelsea and to a lesser extent Manchester City but definitely Chelsea have sort of stopped their dominance, does it feel more positive around the club now so there was some concerns last season wasn't there?
2: Yeah, definitely. There there were some concerns last, last season. I think this happened at a lot of clubs, but there were some concerns over facilities. A lot of that was COVID driven. So the girls were like moving between training grounds because Arsenal have one at Hale End where their academy teams train and they have London Colney. And the women's team were moving backwards and forwards as kind of bubbles dictated. Um and some of them and there were there've been issues around injuries for a few years at Arsenal. Arsenal um where So I don't think Arsenal ever fell behind investment-wise on the playing side. Um, Sometimes they've had times where they bought players kind of just for the sake of it, particularly under Pedro Loza, where they bought lots of big players but didn't have an idea of how to use them. I think on the playing side, they've always been all right. Really, where they started to suffer last season was that backroom staff bit. And actually, Chelsea and Arsenal now uh, publish separate accounts for their, their women's teams and so you can see the staff difference. And the t- the kind of 2019-20 accounts show that in terms of player salaries, Arsenal weren't too far behind Chelsea, but where they were really behind was staff numbers um, in terms of medical staff, fitness staff, things like that. Ar- that's where Arsenal have really invested. So they've invested in players, obviously. But I think more importantly than that, earlier this year, kind of driven by the players, there was a bit of a rethink um particularly around injury issues and around, you know, investing in that kind of masseurs and physios and strength and conditioning coaches and things like that. And they've brought Gary Lewin on board now as the head of sports science just for the women's team. So that that's where the investment needed to be from Arsenal and they've they've done that. And so um yeah, I and, and I think investing in some of the players they have, it does allay some of the concerns definitely.
0: Yeah, obviously great for the women's football in WSL, even though Arsenal are a rival. Um, We want a competitive league, uh, first and foremost. Before we get your predictions here, I'd like to let Kerry and Jane, any questions about Arsenal head of the game or even the Emirates Stadium, as you're both going to be there?
3: Can't think of anything. (laughs) I can't think of any questions.
0: Never put Jane on the spot.
3: (laughs) No, I'm the worst person.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, so, Tim, we'll get your prediction then uh, ahead of this game.
2: Yeah, sure. I'm I'm going to sit on the fence a bit. I'm going to go for a draw. I think it, it might be one all. If it was at Meadow Park, I might fancy Arsenal a little bit. Um, but, yeah, at the Emirates, I, I, I think 1-1. One, one. And from my point of view, I think I'd be... I wouldn't say happy with that, but I'd be kind of satisfied with that. Our record against Chelsea has been so bad recently that we need to we need to stop that a little bit. And we had, you know, we had a, a draw at Meadow Park last season, but um yeah, I, I think particularly because our next home game is Man City as well. I think it's important that we don't lose both of those games, um, particularly this early in the season. So I'll go for a draw.
0: Yeah. I'd be very happy with that as well. Um, but Tim, before we let you go, where can people sort of find your work if they want to learn more about after women or women's football in general?
2: Yeah, sure. So you can follow me on Twitter at Stilberto. Um, and also, but I, I write for a site called Ask Blog News, where I've been the kind of correspondent for the women's team for the last nine or 10 years or so. Uh, and we record podcasts and articles and do player interviews and, and stuff like that. And, and we cover every game home and away. So, um, yeah, you, you, you can find me in those places mainly. Yeah, well, thank you
0: very much for joining us. Uh, Best of luck for the rest of the season, apart from Sunday and when we (laughs) play you at King's Meadow, obviously. But yeah, thank you for
2: joining us. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, all the links for Tim's
0: work will be in the description. Uh, But If you join us after this very short break, you'll hear our predictions of what we think this game is, is going to go. Fans, Real Opinions.
2: I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea FootballFancast.com.
0: Okay, welcome back to Wembley, Kings Meadow of the Arsenal preview. I'm still joined, thankfully, by Jane and Kerry. Uh, time to get our prediction and some final thoughts ahead of the game on Sunday. Uh, Kerry, after listening to Tim, has that changed your view on the game at all? Are you more confident, less confident?
1: Um, less
0: confident. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry's joining the dark side.
1: Yeah, I'm. Oh, God. It's always a tough game, to be fair, against Arsenal. It's the one game I dread, and it's because it's the one game
0: you don't want to lose. Yeah, Jane, any Arsenal players you're concerned about? In, like Tim mentioned, Diabuchi... Being sort of key in that number ten role, Chelsea got a defensive midfielder to handle her.
3: Um, probably her and Viv. But then some the some of the games that I've seen Viv play, like she's not played, she's got the ball and she just doesn't seem to be able to finish it. So she she doesn't scare me as much anymore. But I'd say her and Imabuchi.
0: Yeah, obviously we. we battered them last season at Kings Meadow 3-0. But under a new coach... We also beat
3: them 4-1 as well at Kings Meadow in the cup game.
0: Of course. (laughs) But under a new coach, you're never quite sure what is this Arsenal team going to look like come Sunday. Kerry, it's interesting that Tim also mentioned the impact of the Emirates and that working in our favour. It's obviously something you agree with, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because as you said, because there's no home and away section, so and then especially all the fans mute and so yeah, it's gonna be it's different, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah. We're gonna try at this point to predict a starting in 11, um, which is gonna be so wrong. It's unbelievable, but we're gonna do it anyway, because that's what we do on Wentworth King's Powell. I'm leaning towards Emma sticking with three at the back. I think that's going to be essentially going to try this season. Uh, Berger's going to be in goal, obviously. And I think all three centre backs are going to play. So, and Bright, and Ericsson. Uh, Neve Charles will be at right wing back. you know Anderson at left wing back. Many Lewipoles and Aaron Cuthbert will be the midfield pivot. Uh, Penelo Harder and G will both play as number 10s behind. Bethany England. Um, I don't think Kerr and Kerr be a match ready. And I don't know if she'll put Ingle in for Cuthbert or do a writing in for G. I don't know. Jane, what's your thoughts on the team? What's your preferred selection?
3: Um, I think the team you've selected is quite a good team. I've not really thought about who to play, what position to play in. Um, but I probably would go the same people you've picked. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a pretty that's a good team to start out with.
0: I like it. I mean, it's sort of, I'm thinking that it's from the
3: first time I think I've agreed with your team.
0: Yeah, it is the first time. New season. New, new, new
3: season. Current.
0: Yeah. Yeah, agreeing with the team selection. Kerry, what about you? What's your thoughts? Do you think good Kirby team and Kerry are
1: gonna come in? No, I don't think her no, I don't think Samuel Fran will start, but I do maybe Guru will start because she actually had a really good pre season from the games that have been shown live.
0: Yeah, she did play well against Rangers, and that's the one I'm thinking. That I don't know if she's going to play G deeper with Poles and not play Cuthbert, but as Tim mentioned with Ibucci, you need someone that can get around the pitch and Aaron can get around the pitch all game long. And,
1: and G's um, already a defensive type
0: of player. Yeah, and we struggled against teams that attack tapped down the flanks with G mm. playing in that position last season, so... It's going to be interesting to see what happens come around half 11 on Sunday morning or whenever Chelsea admin releases the team sheet for the, for the game. I'm sure that's not, that. changed. that's not changed this season for sure. But yeah, Arsenal for me are, are, are ones to watch this season. Um, what I've seen of them has been very good. They seem to grasp what Inaval was asking of them. Iobucci and them are looking very good together. Uh, add that the already played their fixtures, their fresher. Um, I'm concerned ahead of this game. And I'm predicting that Arsenal are actually going to win 2-1, uh, which sickens me and disgusts me as much as it sickens and disgusts, I'm sure, you listeners. But Kerry, what, what are you predicting? Oh, I saw you were coming to the dark side after Tim spoke.
3: She's not going that I'm far gonna... into the dark side, though. <laughs> I'm going to remain remember... <laughs> confident. <Okay. laughs>
1: There you go. I'm going to predict not, one I, one. I
0: lost you there, so I didn't hear your prediction, Kerry. Sorry. There you go. You're, um, I think I'm back. You're back for me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. To, to do the prediction again because I think there's some interfering ghosts when you're being confident. Oh, um,
1: I'm going to be confident. I'm going
0: to say one one. One one is as confident as yeah. one one. Okay. Jane, you're going
3: to I'm say going 4 to probably. No, I'm going
0: 2-1. To Chelsea, let's clarify. Obviously to Chelsea. Obviously to Chelsea. It's Jane we're <laughs> talking about. Uh, yeah, let us know your predictions ahead of the game. Are you on the dark side or are you Luke Skywalker, as Jane is coming to defeat Arsenal at the Emirates, which mm-hmm. would be great to watch. Uh, the game is live on Sky Sports. Same Sky Sports Showcase. Or whatever that means.
3: And um, it's actually being shown free.
0: For free as well. So you don't need to borrow the uni-
3: your The United game and the Chelsea game are both being shown free because it's like the opening weekend on the Sky Showcase. There
0: you go. That's so where I
3: read. Problem. So don't actually take my word for it because I could be wrong.
0: Don't charge. But
3: I'm 99. Name. I'm 90% sure that i am correct
0: yeah don't send us your credit card statements where sky have taken money from you to watch the game because jane said it was free uh, we're not going to pay for it for you but look it up if it's free fantastic get it on sky watch the game support the team uh, and then you can email us your opinions on the game at wentsmokingsman.gmail.com and we'll read them out next week uh, when we come back to review it so that is just about it don't forget to sign up to our Fancy Football League. Uh, free UK, as we said, offering a free signed shirt to the winner, uh, which will be me, but you can try and beat me anyway. Um, join the Discord, chat with us during the game. I'll be chatting in there, so I'm not at the Emirates. Jane will probably won't say a word in there, but she'll be at the game, so i we'll let her off. Uh, yeah, Jane, enjoy the game. Thanks for being here again.
3: Yep, I'll enjoy the game and I'll try and post as much as I can.
0: Yeah, Kerry, likewise, a joy to have you back on the show. Enjoy your time at the Emirates, hopefully with a win, not just a 1-1 draw. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me again.
0: Anytime Now, uh, we'll be back, as I said, with the Arsenal review next week and then hopefully preview in the Everton game the following weekend. And... Um, if anything changes, we'll let you know, but until next time from King's to Wembley, keep that blue flag flying high. Eine Frage. Wie schnell war der Aufschlag? 150 km/h. Wie lang war der Drive?
1: 229 Meter.
0: Wie lange hast du geschlafen? Oh, 7 Stunden 54 Minuten. Letzte Frage. Trainierst du deinen Körper und deinen Geist mit der Achtsamkeit?
1: Ja, genau das
0: mache ich. Wir alle haben Fragen. Und die neue Apple Watch Series 7 hat die Antworten. Auf dem bisher größten
2: und fortschrittlichsten Display. Die Zukunft der Gesundheit am Handgelenk. Lieferengpässe möglich. Erfordert ein iPhone 6S oder neuer App aus dem App Store Abo erforderlich.